0: at loveisrael.org. That's one word loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: Many times we hear people speak of the word of faith. And unfortunately, people sometimes mean something else than what Paul did when he used that same term, the word of faith. Now, first, we have to understand what the Bible means when it speaks of faith. Now, when you go back into the Hebrew language, the basis for the word of God, we see something. The same word for faith is derived from the same Hebrew root, which we get the word truth from. What does that tell us? That faith is just not believing anything, but it's believing the truth of God. So when paul speaks about the word of faith he's speaking about truth what truth specifically well as we'll see in our study today paul is speaking about the truth of the gospel he mentioned about this word of faith and we talked about that this word in the greek language means a proclamation with power why does it have power because it's been anointed by God because it's according to his purpose his will God has ordained this to be a reality and when we believe in the promises of God God responds he works in our situation in order to fulfill his truth in our life and the best example of that is indeed that gospel message and this is what Paul is going to focus in on and our response to the gospel how to do so correctly in this portion of scripture from Romans chapter 10. So with that said, take out your Bible and look with me to that place in the word of God, the book of Romans and chapter 10. Now we began this chapter last week. And as I said, we ended with Paul speaking about how this gospel, it's close to us it is in our our mouth and also in our heart now why did he speak about those two locations the heart and the mouth well this is what he's going to teach us at the beginning of this time of study look with me to verse 9 he says these words because if you confess with your mouth the lord yeshua so it begins if we're going to respond properly to that gospel message and let's speak a moment about what is the gospel the gospel focuses in on the person and the work of Yeshua HaMashiach Jesus Christ who he is and what he did and he was sent into this world according to the truth of God now one thing that I really like about the scripture is how god he knows all things when did he know all things he always knew all things and therefore we see a very important scripture it says in regard to the messiah one of the ways that that the word of god speaks of yeshua is that he is the lamb of god now we know john the baptist when he was at the jordan river he saw Yeshua coming, and what did he say? Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. That term, Lamb, is related to Passover, which is related to redemption. And that's what redemption is all about, removing sin. And the message of God's redemption is called the gospel. Literally, the term gospel means good news, and we've learned before in hebrew that word besorah for gospel is derived from the same word for flesh and what's the relationship here's the good news here's how god worked out redemption that god has visited humanity in the person of his son who being fully god took on human flesh when in the incarnation That term incarnation simply means when God, who is spirit, became flesh and was born into this world for that purpose of redemption. And what is that redemption? Removing sin. What did John say? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And why did he say lamb? A lamb is that Passover animal and Passover is the festival of Redemption now in the book of Revelation kicking with this same theme of the Lamb of God we hear this verse where it says that Yeshua that he is the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundations of the world meaning before creation how do we understand that simply this that according to the truth of God God always knew before creation, before that first sin in the Garden of Eden, He always knew that man was going to sin, rebel, reject the Word of God. But because God loves humanity, He provided one way, and you need to realize that there's only one way to find forgiveness if there's only one way to be declared righteous in the sight of God and that is through receiving by faith this is what we talked about last week that this gospel message is rooted in Torah truth what Torah truth that one is not justified by the works of the law but one is justified as the Torah teaches in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 6 one is justified by faith we talked about we emphasized last week that Abraham believed in God and God accounted it to him as righteousness so this word of faith it's all about believing the truth of God believing this this means of redemption that focuses on the lamb this lamb that was slain meaning God knew that humanity was going to sin and therefore before that sin took place even it was god's plan according to his truth knowing all things that his son would do the work of redemption that's why the lamb slain god's purpose his plan he always had that gospel that good news that he is a redeeming god so the question that that paul's going to deal with is this how do we respond to that word of faith let me say it another way how does one respond to this word of truth well the same way abraham did one believes and how do we do that well look if you would to verse 9 romans chapter 10 and verse 9 where it says because if you confess with your mouth the lord yeshua recognizing that he is indeed lord therefore he's the authority over us and our life part of faith is recognizing his lordship so if you confess with your mouth the lord yeshua and you believe in your heart now heart has to do with the seat of of thinking thoughts so you have to and what is speaking about confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart it means that you need to agree with what God has done believing involves submitting to recognizing it as truth so when we confess the Lord Yeshua and believe and notice what it says here and you believe in your heart that God and this is God the Father and then the next word I realize in most English translation the word order is switch but it says that God him now it's speaking about Yeshua that God did something with Yeshua it says God him having raised so we see once more what we alluded to last week that it was God the Father who raised his son from the dead now Messiah he has the power to, to lay his life down, he also had the power to take it up again, but he did not. He submitted. He was in Sheol. The scripture says that he descended into the lower parts of the earth, Sheol. What did he do? He went there to proclaim. He went to those that were in that compartment of Sheol called Gehinom, which is the place of punishment. We might call it hell. Why they were there? Because they did not have faith. They did not believe God's proclamation, that word of faith, was true. They rejected it. They didn't respond to it. And those who were in Abraham's bosom, in Hebrew, Chek, Avraham. Why is it called by that name? Because Abraham believed. These were the same ones with Abraham that believed the promise of God and therefore messiah went there and he says to both places i am the redeemer you in the place called Gehenom, hell you didn't believe that and that's why you are in this place of torment and he says to the ones in abraham's bosom you did believe in the one coming and i am he and therefore eventually it says that he took captive those who were captive there and he took them to heaven. And that's why when someone dies today, they don't go to Sheol if they're a believer. Their bodies are buried, they decay, but the soul, God has redeemed the soul of every believer. Everyone who has confessed with their mouth and everyone who has believed with their heart, believed what? Look again at our text. It says, that God him referring to Yeshua has raised from the dead one who confesses with their mouth and believes in the heart concerning the resurrection of Messiah that God said yes to him in his work this one what does it say this one will be saved now when we look at this word for for being saved it's very important because when you see it it tells us here That this word is in the notice very carefully the passive meaning we didn't save ourselves it was god god who responded to us agreeing with this truth us agreeing with the work of messiah that he saved us in the same way that he worked in raising his son from the dead he did that it was an outcome of him same thing in regard to our salvation our salvation is because of god he did the work we are recipients of it once more how by faith that we believe this word of faith this word of truth now look at verse 10. for with the heart one believes in righteousness and with the mouth one confesses for salvation now notice you see two things here it says with the heart one believes for what righteousness and with the mouth one confesses for salvation now the emphasis is that there's a relationship here between righteousness and salvation and here's what this relationship is between these two things first of all it is because of righteousness the righteousness of messiah that's what he did he paid the price so that righteousness could be mediated to you and me and when that righteousness his righteousness perfect righteousness is is mediated to us how not by works of the law but by faith when we believe and we confess and the outcome of that his work of righteousness is our salvation but there's another relationship between those words and that is this when one is saved saved how by grace by agreeing with the work of God God did the work of salvation remember what Isaiah says Isaiah is quoting God who says he looked at humanity and he was amazed now god knows all things but when the scripture says god's amazed it's to emphasize something that that is surprising and that is that god looked and no one was really interested in what god was interested in no one was concerned about the spiritual condition being lost the lack of righteousness in one's own life and in society therefore the scripture says in isaiah that that God did something that his own arm now this is the word Zoroa and this word Zoroa has to do it's also the same word for a seed an offspring and if it's masculine it refers to a male offspring so when the scripture says in Isaiah the the arm of the Lord we could properly translate it the son and this word Zoroa is also related to the passover sacrifice and therefore the arm of the lord is the son of god who is indeed our passover sacrifice that's what paul says in 1 corinthians 15 that messiah is our passover and so what we see in the scripture is this it is because of the work of redemption that that righteousness is mediated to us and that saves us when God looks upon me a sinner but the righteousness of his son is given to me by faith I am saved he is going to bring me into that eternal relationship with him secondly we are told that it is salvation it's connected to righteousness Messiah's righteousness was imputed to me that saved me and now being saved by God's grace I am going to be committed to righteousness. So when we look at this, we see the connection between these two biblical concepts, righteousness and salvation. That's why one who is truly saved is going to want to live righteously by being led by the Spirit of God. What does the Scripture say? Messiah is teaching and he says, I'll send you a helper, a spirit of truth, He will lead you into all truth, and he is the spirit of righteousness. That's what salvation produces in a believer's life. Now, also, when we look at the next verse, verse 11, great statement here. Because one of the things that no one likes is to to be ashamed. I don't want to do the things that bring shame upon me especially when that that shame is public and God is saying a great benefit from the gospel look again at verse 11 what it says here at verse 11 for the scripture says everyone believing in him so what's the key not good works. Are we wanting to do good works? Absolutely. We want to behave righteously. We've been declared righteous by God's grace, by the sufficiency of Messiah's work. We want to live out our lives righteously. But it says here, everyone who believes in him, it says, this one will not be ashamed. Now, what does that tell me? it tells me that I can have confidence I don't have to do this some time ago and I before coming to Israel over 20 years ago I was living in South Florida and the Miami Baptist Association did some surveys and one of the things that that they asked a group of people leaders primarily people who were active in local congregations they asked people are you saved and you know what the most frequent response was now this wasn't new believers or or people who were immature in their faith these were leaders those who were actively involved as pastors associate pastors sunday school teachers elders deacons leaders and the most frequent response that they got from that question are you saved is what people said i hope so that is a horrible answer see we need to believe god he's promised if you believe in that gospel message you will never be ashamed what does that mean because the righteousness it has nothing to do with me it has to do everything with the sufficiency the perfection of the work of messiah it tells us that that because of what he did i have been declared righteous the righteousness of the very son of god has been imputed to to me credited to me so when god the father sees me he sees the righteousness of his son and because of that this scripture is is fulfilled which is i will never be ashamed and that means i can have confidence i don't have to say i hope i'm going to be in the kingdom of of heaven i know because it doesn't depend upon me it's not based upon anything that i've done it has nothing to do with works performance it has everything to do with what believing the word of faith that truth and what's that truth the gospel message so when you confess with your mouth And you believe with your heart that that Messiah just didn't die, but that he was raised from the dead. When you believe that, you will never be ashamed before God. His grace is sufficient and his grace transforms you into the very son, the very daughter of God, meaning you're part of his family and you can be assured of that. Now look at verse 12. In regard to this wonderful promise, should we conclude that it's only available to some people, maybe just to the Jewish people? Well, he says in verse 12, for there is no distinction. doesn't matter who you are. Why? Because when we go back to the Abrahamic covenant, we learn something. There were no Jewish people alive back then abraham was not born a jew he was a gentile but he became the father of the children of israel that heritage because of his faith was passed from him to not ishmael but to yitzhak isaac and from isaac not to esau but to yaakov jacob and then to the descendants of jacob but we see that Abraham he was transformed by faith he became a new creation that's the message and therefore we know something that that this this distinction that that humans want to make you know people talk about uh race and racism of course it is a horrible sin to be racist to look at someone and to speak or to think or to behave in a way that's unkind because that that person is of a different culture or ethnic group we shouldn't use the term race because we all are part of the human race we all if we trace ourselves back we go to Noah and before the flood all the way back to Adam so we're all of the same race and because god in his splendor creates people differently we're all wonderfully made but but there's difference in in how one looks the size of one's ears the color of one's skin the sound of their voice all these things speak about the greatness of god this diversity a wonderful thing but god says this in regard to things being different verse verse 12. Actually, verse 11, where he says, I was right the first time, verse 12. For there is no difference, Jew, also even Greek, meaning a Gentile. For the same Lord is of all. And what does the same Lord have? Being rich for all, all who call upon him. So it doesn't matter what culture you come from, what language you speak, how you look. None of those things are important. What's important is this, that you realize your absolute, your total need for mercy. And there's only one place to get it. And it's from the grace of God. And there's only one way to have access to that grace of God. And it's through faith in that word that word of truth which is the gospel so it makes no difference this is what he's saying here in verse verse 12 no distinction between jew or greek for it's the same lord of all who is rich to all all the ones who call upon him call upon him call upon yeshua verse 13 for all and this is a verse taken from Joel, Joel where he says for all I love these inclusive words for all who should call upon him call upon the name of the Lord will be safe so you have to call upon the name meaning this there's only one name and it's Yeshua I said last week doesn't matter if you call him Jesus Iesus yesu whatever it's speaking about his identity and people are known because of different languages with different enunciations. but it's the same one we're speaking of jesus all who call upon the name of the lord this one will be saved and it's a word of truth it's a proclamation that comes and it's the foundation of god's plan for salvation one more verse and we'll be done And this will set the stage for next week therefore how will will they call upon whom they have not believed and how will they believe upon whom they have not heard so there's a problem it is a necessity to call and to believe but if you don't know if you've not heard how can you believe how can you respond and that's why he says here at the end of our study where he he writes how will one hear how will they hear without what a preaching without someone giving them revelation and it doesn't matter who you are if you know that gospel you have been called to share that gospel with others by letting them know that god so loved the world that he did something that he sent his only begotten son that whomsoever doesn't matter who you are whoever will call confess believe in the heart that that god has raised yeshua from the dead this one he will be saved be faithful to share that message with everyone that you meet And you will be surprised how God is faithful to bring and to touch people's heart that they might respond and they receive that same wonderful gift of salvation.
0: Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org